Cool. So we're recording anyway, brother. All right. Thanks for having me on, man. No worries. It's great to see you again. I think you've, you've got a slightly, um, you've got more facial hair than last time. You know, Asher, uh, I might have grown up a little bit since the last time we talked. Yeah. <laughs> this is called like not having a lot of clients at the moment and generally not giving a fuck about, uh, about my appearance for the next couple months because I'm on, on travels. So, yeah, tell me about that, man. I mean, obviously, um, you're in Costa Rica at the moment. And, and I've noticed you've been there kind of on and off a little bit. So, so what, what goes on down there just for us in Australia, understanding what you do down there? Uh, I led a workshop with Jeremy Goldberg, uh, Long Distance Love Bombs, and Leela Dilla over New Year's. And <clears throat> Leela and I had led one, or she led one a couple months ago here that I was a part of. And so it was just this, how do you set 2020 up to be a powerful year week? How do you do it in a positive container? How do you do it with coaching? How do you drop some of your limiting story? How do you really step into not turning this into another January where you have some resolutions that are completely thrown out the window by the 15th. Mm. And for me, <clears throat> this place is heaven because there's amazing surf, there's a, which is like number one, two, and three. There's amazing food and amazing people. Uh, and it's just a great space to come and work and, and chill. And um, I had a really intense last year with the book coming out and have a really intense March through December of travel, teaching, workshops, book promotion, etc. So I thought, why don't I just take eight weeks, chill, surf, write, create, and living in a house. I am living in a house with an Australian. Cool. This has been absolutely fascinating. Um, multiple times a day, I'm like, I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? Like, I actually, I know that English is relatively, what, what was that? Uh, she taught me the term today, like hafa. That means like half an hour or something. Is that? Correct. <laughs> Hoffa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah we'll go to Hoffa. And I was like, did you just say Jimmy Hoffa? Like the, the guy that ran the Teamsters Union in the 60s? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, it's been this extraordinary experience because everybody's in the personal development space, coaching space, consciousness space. So our dinners are fascinating. Uh, our conversations are incredible. We've done little mastermind meetings with each other. There's a lot of informal, like, hey, how can I help you? What are you working on? Oh, you have trouble with that? Let me help. It's this extraordinary experience. And everybody's hilarious. So it is absurdly fun. So, yeah, that's what brings me down here. Okay, man. That's, that's I mean, it sounds great. I've never been, but I've always, you know, wanted to go. Um, oh, it is gorgeous. So, but you're coming to Australia later in the year, aren't you? I am coming for the entire month of October. Yeah, it was, um, you know, you kept asking me when on our calls, like, when are you getting down here? Amber, who's Amber Hawken, who the woman who's here now is like, when are you going to come? Mike Campbell, a bunch of people. And so I asked Jeremy, I was like, hey, do you want to go to Australia? This was the actual conversation. Hey, do you want to go to Australia? Yeah, that sounds fun. Do you want to go for all of October? Yeah, that sounds fun. Okay, end of conversation. And then I just took a pen and like marked out. October, Australia, and now have speaking things, engagements popping up, some workshops. So yeah, I'm really excited to get down there. Despite, it sounds like you guys are going through some shit. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll get to that because I guess one of the reasons that I, I reached out to you for this chat was um, 
because of your post kind of sending some some prayers and some and some love down down our way and it suddenly kind of you know i just suddenly thought hey i'm going to reach out to trevor and see if he wants to jump on a call so um i guess in a way that situation is what's made this call happen <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like you guys are really struggling yeah you know i mean obviously um me sitting here in Melbourne, you know, it's easy to talk about my issues with, you know, air quality and stuff like that. But, you know, there's some people going through some, some real shit at the moment. And um, it's been an interesting start to the year, you know, it's, um, it's been really intense. Um, and, and some of the men's circles we've had, you know, it's just, there's, there's a lot of intense energy around, you know, and um, yeah, for me, I'm trying to look at it as, you know, my world is burning externally and, and what does that mean for me? Well, it's, it's, it's brought up, it's, it's triggered a lot of, a lot of shit inside me, you know, it's like um, a lot of dark corners, which I thought I'd kind of swept out pretty well, um, actually still have a lot of, um, a lot of cobwebs in them, you know, and um, in some ways I'm kind of seeing this symbolically, this fire is kind of a call to action, you know, it's kind of lit the fire inside me a little bit. And it's like, well, um, look what's going on around you, man. You've got no fucking excuses not to step up and step into your truth and just, you know, act and be decisive and, and just, you know, what are you waiting for? You know, look what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I just got chills from that, Asher. That's, that's pretty goddamn profound. When I, when I saw the map of Australia overlaid on top of the U.S. and how much of it was on fire, it was, it, I couldn't comprehend it and then had to take a breath. And again, living with an Australian who's deeply going through all of this and remember back, I think it was two Christmases ago that uh, Santa Barbara, my old hometown started the year with fires and then recovered and then immediately got hit with uh, massive mudslides because as soon as the rain came, it, it washed the whole, a whole town away. And uh, a buddy of mine, I remember this is mind-blowing story. I opened up Facebook. I was lying on a couch in Brooklyn, New York. Opened up Facebook. And here is a video of one, of one of my old gym members, a guy whose house I'd been at dozens of times, who I'd you know, celebrated with, competed with, partied with, eaten with. Like was a, he, he took me out to lunch in the middle of my divorce and was like, you're going to be okay. And this man is literally covered in head to toe in mud as if someone dunked him in mud and his wife is standing there next to him. I got just riddled with chills, just staring up at him. And he's telling the story of how a series of boulders came and washed half of his house away. And so he's sitting in his house while this happens. And he says, it starts to slow down and he sees what he thinks is a child. And he literally jumps into the mud and shit and grabs a toddler and pulls a toddler out who is alive and is sitting there in his living room like, what in the biblical fuck is going on? And that's how they started the year. And it, it feels like, and I don't want to go too off on a fluffy tangent, but you know what I wrote in that post that like the canary in the coal mine is, is it's here. Mm. and we can we can keep doing shit the way we've been doing shit and the world's going to keep burning and at some point the world's going to win like mother earth is like you guys you guys can do whatever you want i'll just set this place on i'll, I'll burn y'all out yeah man there's there's 
Yeah, there's so much I could say. There's been so much going through my head and so much conversation which has been had when we've been sitting in circle and with friends and, and brothers and so forth. But yeah, it's um yeah, man, it's 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 so symbolic of, of, of so much, you know, and particularly the fact that we're on fire. It's just it's it's amazing, you know. Um yeah. yeah, it brings up it brings up a lot of shit. Um and you can either use that to 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 fuel your growth or you can kind of fall into grief i mean you can take it in lots of different directions you know but um for me you know i want to use it um i want to use it and um, i was saying to, to nathan on the on the uh, a brother of ours on the last interview uh, we did on on this forum on this platform that um what i find fascinating is, is the word focus which is the word i'm kind of using around this whole scenario is actually a roman word which means domestic hearth or sacred fire mm. And, and I'm thinking every time I see something around, around this stuff, which is constantly, I'm coming back to my mantra, the word focus, which actually means sacred fire. And it can, it can you know, pull me back into focus, call me back into presence. Right. Mm. Do you feel that it's, this is, is it awakening Australia? Yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, yeah, I, I do believe so. Um, yeah, I mean, as with any of these great, I guess, tragedies you see globally, um, it does. It, it, the, the compassion and, and the love that you see suddenly becomes a lot more apparent. You know, I remember after, after 9-11 in the US, you know, the same thing happened, you know, like young boys who might previously be, you know, setting fire to frogs, they're like helping old ladies across the road with their shopping. You know, it's, it's things change and you kind of get called into what's important. Um, yeah, the entire LIE expressway lined with people with shovels and buckets and like cheering the firefighters and what do we do? And, you know, I, I hope that it lasts longer than the sentiment around 9-11 did here in the U.S. Mm. We have well, forgotten what that was like, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, to me, it, it, it brings out all the extremes. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of anger as well. Mm. Um, you know, towards the government oh, yeah. and, and yeah. the lack of action on climate change. And it, it, it brings everything out. But, you know, that's good. You know, I think um, the more you shine the light, the more um, volume of darkness you expose. Yeah, for um, sure. So, yeah, you know, um, it's and just... What's it, coming up for the men in your circles? What's the most prevalent thing you're, you're having to navigate with them? There's a lot of stuff. Um, I think there's a sense of overwhelm with some people. Um, you know, particularly the people, and I, and I can speak for myself on this, uh, you know, with, with young children, because it's like, what does it mean for the future of our kids? You know, I mean, yeah. it's, there's a very intense moment. Yeah. I'll try and say this without tearing up, but when you, are, when you look around at your child and you see him wearing a, a P2 mask, you know, and, 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 and you're trying to get into the car, you know, as quickly as possible so he doesn't have to spend too much time, you know, exposed to, to the hazardous air. And this little kid, and he's wearing a mask, and you're like, what the fuck is going on in this world, you know? <laughs> and then you see all these pictures um, of what's going on much closer to the fires, and, it, and you know, it puts your situation into perspective. Um, I just can't even imagine what it's like being there. And it's just extraordinary. Like, is this, is this what the future looks like? Uh, I'm an optimist and also a realist of 
yeah, we need to make change. And I think on the level that we work with people, on the level that we talk with people, on the level that we interact with men, this is such an opportunity for everybody to just do a little bit better. And for yeah, men, I agree, man. Value, you know, to say, okay, <clears throat> this isn't about banning straws in San Francisco. This is about, okay, what do I need to work? How, how do I become a better, more of my brother's keeper? How do we as a community, how do you and as Australia come together after this as opposed to divide, point the fingers, blame, it's their fault, it's their fault, fuck them, and be even worse off than you were beforehand. I think that is the, the absolute gem of the opportunity of leadership in situations like this. Mm. Okay, yeah. men will rise. Men will rise and either be divisive or men will rise and be unifiers in Australia. And, and that's the opportunity, whether that's locally, whether that's in your family, or whether that is governmentally and, and activism-wise. Uh, but it's going to have to start here of the decision that I will not play the fucking division game. I will not buy into that. I will not point figures. Say what happened, happened. Now, how do we move forward, you know, with the grace of God? Uh, that, I think, is your opportunity. And uh, the suffering, the pain, the images, the, the masks on children better just be the fuel to, 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 to I was going to say, to light that fire, but that's, that's a little cliche. No, no, but that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, you know, light yeah. that raging fire inside you, you know, in, at your heart level, you know, and, and yeah. you're right. Use it as a unifier, not as, not as, not as, device, as divisive and angry. Like, you're exactly right. Like, the time is, not, is now. Like, when, if, if there wasn't a time, when is it? It's fucking now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, your whole country is on fire. Yeah, what, what else do you want? What else do you want? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd love for guys to hear the idea and understand and kind of take in the idea of sacred rage. Mm. Of it's not rage outward. It's like, okay, what the fuck? Do, what do we need to do? How do we bind together? How do we create community and camaraderie and brotherhood around this particular issue? How do we take the rage that makes us want to go them, 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 and start punching and go, okay, come, 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 come together, come together, come together. No Love one's going to do that but, but you guys, right? No one. When we go back to how great movements get started, it was people that were like, enough. Okay, we'll do it. What are we going to do? We're going to have a meeting once a week in some guy's house. Okay, we've all outgrown the house. What are we going to do now? We have a meeting once a week in a business. Okay, we outgrew the business. What do we do? Now we go to a church. What do we do now? Oh, my God, now it's a thing. That's the spark that I think is, is just like purely there uh, in Australia. And, I, and if I haven't said it, so please let me back all the way up to the beginning and say, uh, I'm so sorry for the suffering that's happening. Man to man, country to country, as not someone that is from your place, but just human to human. Um, you guys are not alone, and it's, it's for whatever it is worth. I, I know I wrote a post about praying and even thought, like, do, what, do I even write this damn post about praying? Because do they need prayers? No, they need water. But collectively, I still think that on the outside, you guys are not forgotten about. You're not alone. You're not doing this alone. There are Amber's doing a, a fundraiser from here. I was like, we're contributing. Anything we can do to help um, is happening. If that just lightens someone's heart to go, okay, cool. 
There's five people in Costa Rica who know what the fuck's happening here and aren't just surfing and having a good time, but saying, okay, how do we contribute to this as well? Uh, please know that. No, thanks, man. Like, I mean, you know, we all, we all appreciate that, but it's, it's the outpouring of love from other, you know, other countries and other people in other countries has been, has been amazing just in my world. So um, it's, 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 it's extraordinarily strengthening, you know, to hear that. So, so, you know, thank you. Um, yeah, I want to go back to that. I want to go back to that rage you were talking about because I, I, I'm yeah. reminded of um, <coughs> James Hillman, and he talks about um, don't think about outrage in these situations. Think about inrage. Mm. And I, re I really, I really like that idea. Yeah, it's like it's the rage inside, which you then, you know, how is that going to, you know, use that to actually, you know, penetrate the world in a positive way? Um, yeah, the rage that comes from the idea enough's enough. Yeah, hundred percent. We've had enough. Again, mm. I've had enough. And if no one's going to change it on the big bureaucratic red tape level, what can we do in the neighborhood? What can we do right here in the community? How shit used to get done? A hundred percent, man. And it starts with your own actions. You know, there was a there was a man in the men's circle just on Tuesday night. He's like you know, I took public transport here instead of driving my car. Like, and I'm like, beautiful. Like, let's start there. Um, You're in the fight. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly. Part of being in the fight. Yeah, it doesn't have to be uh, until I can hit home runs, I don't st step up to bat. Right? It's right. Like championships yeah. are still won on bunts and singles sometimes. Well, yeah, absolutely, man. And, and, and I was interested in what you were saying about, you know, you start in the house and then you move to the business and you move to the church. But, you know, in a sense, that's kind of what, what you're doing at Man Uncivilized. I mean, you've got this goal of, of, of reaching a million men, you know, starts from a couple of dudes, probably you and one dude sitting, sitting, sitting in a house somewhere and, and, and it goes to there. And, and with that in mind, I, I thought in a minute or two, can you maybe explain to the guys kind of what Man Uncivilized is? is and 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 how they can maybe even get involved or sure, um, sure 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 just back right up i guess yeah 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 you know asher when i looked at the i felt the sacred rage two years ago uh when me too was was going on in new york i was so angry one at the behavior of men and two at the media for just portraying men as monsters and, and or portraying us as broken or portraying it was just it was so negative and i understood that there needed to be a calling out of bad behavior but what i didn't see i never saw was comma and here's what you do about it i never saw this is what a great man is this is what a balanced man is this is what an integrated man is this is what an actualized man was it was just this is what a bad man is and so I took that sacred rage. I remember being like actually furious. I was like, well, why isn't there a third option? Why, what, what, what is a good man? What is, a, what is really great about traditional masculinity? Right? Like, wait a minute, we're not getting rid of leadership. We're not getting rid of protection. We're not getting rid of, and I know that you, your country has a whole uh, ton of female firefighters, but we're not getting rid of the traits that make men go fire. I'll, I'll go fight that. I'll go die for that. Someone's breaking into my house. I'll go protect everybody. That's stuff about the primal part of masculinity. I wanted to capture that. But then 
looked at the world and went, holy shit, are we missing the consciousness element? Are we missing the divine? Whatever that means to you. Are we missing the wound healing? Are we missing men actually being able to verbalize this sentence? I'm hurt. I'm in pain. And I thought, what if I gave men an option that was in between this 1950s Marlboro stoic primal dude and then this also the flip side the sensitive new age and i I'm just i know i make fun of vegan poets but my best friend's a vegan poet so i'm allowed to say this like the vegan poet guy the yogi like what if, what if, what do we put what do we put them both together and we told the vegan poet oh you get to be primal we told the marlboro man you get to feel and so that to me came in the term the uncivilized man because I looked at what civilization was doing to us. It was killing us. It was giving, we were suicidal, drunk, addicted, violent, sexually acting out, depressed, like all the things that we deal with in men daily. That was to me the outcome of follow the civilized track. That's where you're going to, you pick, pick one of your poisons here. So I said, what if we went the opposite way? What if men stopped apologizing for being men? and became unapologetically male? What if brothers started looking after each other as opposed to competing with each other? What if we actually looked and said, huh, the things that hurt me are my greatest opportunities for growth and gifts to the world. What if I start having some reverence for this human experience and be like, oh my God, every day is a damn miracle. Holy shit. Let me, let me, like use, let me use some curse words around that so guys can actually like buy into that as opposed to like every day is a miracle. Like every day is a fucking miracle. You get that? Like this is nuts that you're here. Nuts. And so I took all of this and put it out into the world on a whim and Asher life changed pretty quickly. Guys flocked to it because I think it gave them permission to still be men and yet gave them a, uh, a pathway into a higher, more integrated version of being a man. And so how do you become a part of it? I have this, I have a book called Man Uncivilized, the book. Uh, I have an uncivilized nation, which is a very similar to yours, which is a membership group. I'm coming down to teach and do workshops. I'm on Instagram, like follow me. I'm at Traver Bohm. There's conversation happening all around this all the time. I seem to be inviting great men together saying like, Hey, I want to be, I want to talk about this. And, and that's, it's, it's a movement. Like I really wanted to start a movement where guys are even, they're reaching out and saying, I bought your book. Five of my friends get together once every two weeks, we read a chapter and we talk about it. And I was like, okay, keep doing that. And then more guys kept doing that. And more guys kept doing that. And my, my mission is that at some point it gets way bigger than me. And I go, I, I can't do this. I've hired a team of people to help facilitate all of this. And it is literally a worldwide idea that there's uncivilized men's groups all over the world. And if a guy doesn't want to go to a group, he at least understands I have an option here, whether I choose to take it or not. That's it in a nutshell. I think I just vomited all over your audience. Oh, no, man. I think it's, it's, it's beautiful. I know that's going to resonate, you know, really deeply. And what I like particularly about, about you and, and, and where you come from is, you know, you just, you just call it as it is. And I think men want to hear about it that way. Like, I think a lot of people, particularly the divine masculinity part, it's been a bit fluffy and it's like, that doesn't really sound like me, but actually yeah. it is you, brother. Um, maybe you just need to hear it in a slightly different language. <laughs> and, um, 
and and you're out there sort of putting yeah, it in those terms. Yeah, I talk about. Yeah, thank you. Like I approach, I'm like, hey, I used to fight in a cage professionally. This is this is I'm looking at consciousness from a cage fighter's perspective. Let's talk about it that way, as opposed to it being this such a mystical thing that the average guy can't grab it, mm. where it's presented it at the black belt level when it really needs to be presented at the white and blue belt level. So it's like, oh, you know, I read David Data's book, Way of the Superior Man, a, a decade ago, and was like, this is nonsense. I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. This is, this guy's a fruitcake. And, and have s- subsequently read the book, you know, probably 98 times, and every time be like, this is genius. This is literally the Bible. Uh, every time I read it, I get some new nugget. But I wanted to be the bridge between the man, the man I was a decade ago and that higher level work. And so that's how I feel the uncivilized movement captures the masses, right? Like guys still need to be fucking guys. We still want to watch sports. We still want to talk about having great sex lives. Guys still want to make money. They still want to look good naked. And, oh, we actually do want to feel it's scary as shit to feel like I'll, I'll be honest feelings aren't my best friends or they weren't for a long time and intimate conversations relational conversations they're not they're hard if it was like go do 100 push-ups go have a really hard intimate conversation and be like this one sounds like a lot of fun this one sounds terrifying and yet i think for most men we know that that's actually the medicine that we need we just need to have someone who we respect walk us over there and say, not only is everything going to be all right, you're going to be even better when you get through this. You're not afraid of doing hard things. Grab this. Beautifully put, man. I think that's, that's exactly right. You know, and I was, I was, as you were speaking before, I, I was thinking about, you talked about the 1950s man, you know, and I think when you look at the trajectory of masculinity from that time, you know, obviously, um, we went from there into the 60s where the pendulum kind of swung way too far in the other, the other way. You know, we grew our hair long, put flowers in our hair. We started wearing, you know, like you know, loose white clothing and kind of became almost became like, like women um, yeah. and, and, and talked about love in a very kind of non-masculine way. And I think right. that, you know, since that time, you could probably track it through the decades since then, but you know now now's the time where, where where we find that that perfect balance, that integration of of the primal and the divine. And I think what you're bringing, you know, is exactly that. Thank you. We need it's the melding of ferocity and tenderness. And I think the challenge with the '60s, the challenge with the '70s, was that they got rid of the ferocity, and they shamed the ferocity. And then the ferocity came screaming back as a shadow. Mm. And guys were like, no, we, we st- we're going we're gonna to look at violent porn. We're going to be sexual abusers. We're going to fight in gangs. We're going to start wars. As opposed to saying to the ferocity, you have a home right here in my heart. I'm going to love with fucking ferocity. I'm going to protect my family with ferocity. I'm going to live with ferocity. And as you're a father, I need to have tenderness. I need to, I'm, I'm a husband, a, a lover, a brother. I need to have, even with men, I need to be able to be tender. And so with your whole country, I don't want to go down. I wouldn't want to, if I got to Australia, it wouldn't be like a raw, raw, fuck yeah, you guys can do it. 
It'd be like, oh my God, if I could take your entire country and put its head on my chest and just say, cry it out. Like, you guys are going through some shit. Like that type of tenderness, I think men, men have in us. We have the ferocity, we have the tenderness. Let's just unlock both. So that situationally dependent, right? I imagine your groups, there's got to be so much grieving. Yeah. Yeah. And if not your group, the group's closer to the fires. It's, mm. There's just so much collective grieving that needs to happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. But there can be strength born from that. And I, I like what you're saying um, because I find a lot of guys and I can, I know it in myself, you either go too, too far in one direction or the other, you know, you can become this very sort of tender person, but there's no action behind the love. I mean, the love, the strength and the, and the, and the, and the penetrativeness has got to come from, from, from that loving place. It can't just be love for love's sake. You know, um, you got to actually, it's got to be love in action, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, as opposed specifically to men, for sure, right? Yeah, exactly. And or you know, again, the ferocity—if it's not coming from the place of love—then obviously we've, we've seen how that plays out. But you know, for me, it's like it, it, it's a simple analogy with my son. It's like if I'm playing with him in the park, you know, it, there's a, there's a loving father-son relationship going on there, and it's it's just it's just beautiful and, and everything's fabulous. But you know, if someone tried to snatch him, then you know, all of a sudden. I'm capable of murder. Yeah. And, and, and I need to accept that part of myself and embrace it. Celebrate it. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. it's in your DNA. Mm-hmm. We haven't, you know, socially, we've gotten away from murder. It's not okay. We don't just gonna be like, I don't like that person. I'll kill him. But the protective part of it, that's in your DNA. And I think when guys bypass that and move away from it and pretend it's not there, then it comes out through the shadow. Yeah. I think I've told you, I, I taught a lot of self-defense at, uh, all over the world. And one particular place was at an ashram. And I got a lot of flack at the ashram from a group of the, it was very, it was hippies and travelers. And it was this group of hippie women saying, if I embrace the fact that fear exists and that I can create violence, I'll disconnect myself from God. And I went, well, yeah. And if you get raped, um, you're going to have a whole new set of problems that keep you from God. So I convinced them to take the course. And at the end, it was that group in particular who came up and just said, Oh my God, I forgot how good it feels to be, to know my body can do cool shit, to know that I have strength, that I can take care of myself. I was like, yeah, do you feel disconnected from God in any way? Like, no, I actually feel more human though. Like, oh, what do you know? Like, please leave a, a Yelp review. Like, let's, you know. Anyway. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, um, and that's why this stuff is so powerful, you know, um, what you do. And I'm hoping that when you come down to Australia, man, you'll be able to somehow, like, connect in with our group, whether it's, you know, whether you're in Melbourne and you can come and, well, and sure. do something or, you know, come into the studio in St Kilda and, and do something down there. Um, whatever that looks like, man, we, we'd obviously love to have you on board. I will be there. Sweet. This, this is, you were my first Australian connection. I will be, and is that a surfboard over your shoulder? Oh, it's a, it's I a stand up paddleboard. Yeah. Okay. Close enough. If there's <laughs> surf in the area. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. Well, I wouldn't exactly call it surf, but, um, there's, there's, there's water. <laughs> we'll call it water. <laughs> yeah, man, I would love to. I, I, I cannot wait to get there and 
I think especially now, given all that is, has happened, it is an opportunity for me to come plant seeds in men of, hey, what if, what if, what if, what if you use this? What if you took pain and alchemized it? Doesn't mean you get to, you don't get to bypass it, but you know, the 12th tenet of my ethos is fight hurt. Yeah. Like, okay, guys, you got to fight hurt. You're hurt. You got it. You got beat up a little bit here. What are you going to do? You're going to lie down and, and accept defeat. You're going to get back up and start throwing some punches back. Okay, mm. what, that, what does that look like? Okay, how do you do it together? How do you use this to mend differences? Oh, you guys didn't like each other before? Guess what? When the fucking fire started, you were in the same boat, weren't you? Okay, all right, cool. Let's remember that. Okay, you got some political differences? Oh, wow, what do you know? Fire doesn't give a shit who you voted for. Okay, how are you going to mend that? Marital issues, was it, are they really important now who left the seat down? Okay, good. When the fire came, yeah, you guys remember that you love each other. Okay, cool. Let's work from here. I think I would love to get that message through because as you said, if, it's, if not now, what do you guys think, like an atomic bomb or something? This is it, man. I, I, I'm always a big fan of saying, you know, <laughs> the universe will give you the lesson at the level you need it. Um, and I'm like, Check out the level we're at right now. <laughs> like, you want to pay attention now or you want to wait for the next level? Yes, seriously, right? It's, it's like the people who are like, uh, ignore the toe pain, ignore the toe pain, ignore the toe pain, blow your ACL out. Like, 100%. oh, that's right. Oh, now, I, oh, you ignored the ACL. Okay, we'll give you testicular cancer. Okay, oh, now you're eating greens and quitting smoking and doing the things. As, as yeah. you know, no, I, have, I, have a, I, have a, I have a good friend who, who works in this space who says it's, it's the feather, the brick and the train. Yes, I think you said that to me, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like yeah. <laughs> getting these subtle messages all the time with, you know, particularly guys. We don't tend to, to listen to much. And um, yeah, man, they just keep building in intensity um, until you get it. Yeah. Um, it's a fascinating process, but I think collectively, as a collective consciousness, you know, this is a, this is a collective rite of passage that we're going through right now. Mm. Um, you know, and we talk about a men's rite of passage all the time, but, but you know, and, and you as an individual, you know, needing to go through that initially initiation process from boy to man. Well, yeah. this, is, this is a collective version of that. We're all in this together. Oh. Um, and the whole of, of humanity has to go through a rite of passage. And this yeah, is it. I just got chills, man. Yeah, man. Well, you know, this is trial by fire right now. So I don't know what's next. Asher, what do people need to hear in your community? Around this particular topic or in general? Yeah, around this particular topic. Well, around again, I think it goes... Yeah, I think it's seeing it as that, you know, if you think about it from a hero's journey point of view, this is without doubt that, you know, the, the call to the call to action, the call to adventure. And it's like, um, again, it's, it's pretty much everything that we've been talking about. It's like, it's time. It's time to step up. It's time to um, understand what your purpose is and go do it, you know, and part of that needs to be kind of, you know, healing the world in, in some way. Like, well, what are you bringing to the table? in order to create, you know, positive change. Um, and now is not the time to sit, sit on your hands. I mean, look, look around, like now is the time for action. Um, yeah. And so don't, don't wait, don't hesitate. Um, 
you know, you talked about, um, um, you know, you talked about that earlier, but for me, at a, at a larger level, we're talking about how death, looking at death, you know, calls you into presence ultimately. Um, yeah. And partly when we look around us, we see that potential. You know, people are talking about human extinction and all this stuff. What we're really talking about is our own death. And if there's no greater tool, no greater teacher than to call you into action, it's that death, like pain, is our greatest guru. And so for me, it's like rather than um, look away, stare it in the face and, and see what you've got to learn and use that to, to create decisive action in your own life. That's, that's, that's where I'm getting to. Um, and I've been saying to the guys, and this has been the conversation, it's like, see what's happening out there. Look at those photos of burnt koalas and people and all the things and don't look away. Don't look away and know that the man you're with in the circle sitting next to you won't look away, yeah. you know, and together you can see that, that king energy, if you like, in the other, in the sense that I know what's happening, brother, and when I look at you, I know that you know what's happening and we will not look away. We will let the tears dry to our face. We will not wipe them away and we will act. Fuck. That's power. Mm. So um, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where I've been at, man. So for me, you know, ever since you know, from the beginning of the year, there's just been this intensity um, yeah. around what's going on. Like, it, 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 yeah, it feels like what's going on outside of me is going on inside of me. Like I'm burning up. <laughs> How else can we support you here? Well, man, you, you know, your, your presence coming down later in the year is certainly... Um, going to be great because I know that the language you speak um, is going to be particularly resonant for Aussie guys. Yeah. You, know, you know, we've got this kind of, this stereotype of which, you know, it, it plays to exactly what you're saying. Like, I think guys just want to hear it in, in you know, guy language to a speak, to, you know, to, to yeah. a certain extent, you know, and, and that's exactly what you bring to the table. And I think it's going to be a real a breath of fresh air. Um, and I know, you know, for example, the last time we spoke to our group, it was, you know, we still talk about that, you know, and, and, and those, 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 um, the ethos that, that you brought in terms of owning every room you walk into and all that other gold and um, people still talk about it, man. So, you know, what you're doing, it, it lands particularly well with us. Um, I mean, I know for American men, it's, it's probably similar, but Australian guys, we, we've always had that kind of hard edge to us. Yeah. I can't wait to get there. Mm. I truly cannot wait. I, I do pray for you and for your country, for your animals, for the land, for the indigenous people, and for just for the collective pain to go down. More so than the fires to go out, just the collective pain to go down. And then and we'll be honored to come in and try to be a tiny little piece of whatever resurgence or rehabilitation uh, I possibly can. Well, you know, I mean, by the time, I mean, thank you. And, and by the time you get here, um, yeah, who knows, man, but I'm hoping to see a, a Phoenix kind of rise from the ashes here. And, and, and by the time you get here, man, I'm hoping that 
you know, there's, there's change in the air and it's a pretty powerful, at least the beginnings anyway, at least the, the sort of green shoots um, of something yeah. pretty, pretty spectacular because that opportunity is there. I mean, it could go either way at this particular point, but um, right. there's a huge opportunity. And I, and I really hope that we as Australians, as Australian men, that we, that we grasp that. Mm. Grasp it, guys. Fucking grasp it. <laughs> yeah. <that's> a- <laughs> Do it now. 100%, 100% man. <laughs> um, maybe we should leave it there, brother. I'm just thinking sure. in terms of uploading this thing and stuff like that. I love it. Thank you for having me on. Keep, have me on again. I would love to keep talking to you guys anytime. I've got time here. I've got space. And I will see you in October. <laughs>